Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja, and on this episode, our first reading starts with Strengthening My Recovery, December 9th Entry of Fun. We were not taught how to have fun. Someone in a meeting once asked what adult children do for fun. In our families of origin, many of us were too hypervigilant to have fun or experience joy. When we look back, we often struggle to remember brief moments of fun. Some of us do catch glimpses of playing with dolls or trucks, blowing dandelions, or hollering, let's play hide-and-seek, you're it. As we begin recovery, the idea of having fun may feel foreign, but we start to learn how important it is as a way to nurture our inner child and our adult self. As we get healthier, we see wondrous joy and freedom in having fun. We start doing things like drawing in a sketchbook, putting together a picture puzzle, coloring, working on a craft, going for a walk, riding a horse, fishing, hiking a mountain trail, skiing, swimming, calling a friend, going to the movies, painting a picture, singing, going to the library, learning to play a musical instrument, listening to music, hugging a friend, going to a museum, sitting by the river, watching a sunset, laughing with friends, taking pictures, taking a class on meditation, playing a game. The list of fun activities can go on forever. On this day, I will experience life to its fullest by being in the present and doing something fun. And uh, this is a really relevant and timely reading, particularly because I was at a a Julia Cameron conference, writer's workshop. It's just amazing, uh, a hero of mine. Um, You know, I've been in the room with comedians, maybe, and athletes that I look up to. But I've never been in a room with someone who's quite drastically transformed my life. And I need to be careful who I share that with because, um, you know, a lot of people just don't get it. (laughs) And she's just amazing. And uh, one of the things was with the perfectionist quality, and she knows. I don't believe that any people can teach creativity in the world. I do believe Julia Cameron can. And one of the things she said was, you need to have fun. And that was yesterday, um, and just a wonderful conference. And here, you know, I look back and start looking at some of the adventurous activities, you know, we learn by doing. So maybe drawing the sketchbook is fun, putting together a picture puzzle or coloring, working on a craft, going for a walk, riding a horse, fishing, hiking a mountain trail, skiing, swimming, calling a friend, going to the movies, painting a picture, singing. Going to the library, learning to play a musical instrument, listening to music, hugging friends. And it's funny, we expect the best and get it. That's an ACA promise I think about. But I think there's another one that obviously I don't have memorized off the top of my head like that one. is We learn to have fun and play in our lives. So this is a, uh, you know, this is just a very, uh, very powerful uh, reading for me. And, um, you know, this... um, We'll definitely have to be revisit it. The next passage comes from Melanie Beatty's Language of Letting Go, and it's also relevant, asking for help. It's okay to ask for help. One of the most absurd things we do to ourselves is not asking for the help we need from a friend, a family member, our higher power, or the appropriate resource. We don't have to struggle through feelings and problems alone. We can ask for help from our higher power and for support and encouragement from our friends. Whether what we need is information, encouragement, a hand, a word, a hug, someone who will listen, or a ride, we can ask. We can ask people for what we need from them. We can ask God for what we need from God. 
It is self-defeating to not ask for the help we need. It keeps us stuck. If we ask long and hard enough, if we do direct or request to the right source, we'll get the help we need. There is a difference between asking someone to rescue us and asking someone in a direct manner for the help we need from him or her. We can be straightforward and let others choose whether to help us or not. If the answer is no, we can deal with that. It is self-defeating to hint, whine, manipulate, or coerce help out of people. It is annoying to go to people as a victim and expect them to rescue us. It is healthy to ask for help when help is what we need. My problem is shame, said one woman. I wanted to ask for help in dealing with it, but I was too ashamed. Isn't that crazy? We who are eager to help others can learn to allow ourselves to receive help. We can learn to make clean contracts about asking for it and receiving the help we want and need. Today, I will ask for help if I need it from people and my higher power. I will not be a victim, helplessly waiting to be rescued. I will make my request for help specific to the point, and I will leave room for the person to choose whether or not to help me. I will not be a martyr any longer by refusing to get the help I deserve in life. The help that makes life simpler. God, help me let go of my need to do everything alone. Help me use the vast universe of resources available to me. Uh, this is really um, another terrific passage. And I think what particularly stands out for me here is asking for help and waiting to receive it. A lot of times I'll ask and then be like, well, you know, it's like, don't let the other person make the decision. All I can do is extend the question. And I think Andrew from UA talks about accepting no gracefully. And, you know, it's not a judgment. No just means not right now. I'm not in need. It's not to take anything personal. And I think taking things personally is when things can kind of get out of control. Um, 